Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hola, mis amigos y amigas. Welcome to The Healthy Garden podcast in episode number 68. Today, we're going to do things a little different. We're going to have our wonderful producer of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Ah, gee, thanks. Be our <laughs> interviewer. And she's going to interview someone who you know from the show, me. So I wanted to talk about your Substack article that was recently published, and it was titled, Why Are We Eating Poison Food from Our Favorite Supermarket and Restaurants? Mm. That was really interesting to me, and you bring so much awareness to what I've been thinking about now for over a decade. I want to buy less from outside and grow more and more at home. I want to eat less from outside too, and I'm finding it more difficult to find healthy, real, organic, and non-GMO food out there. Could you talk a little about this problem you've pointed out in your article to our audience? Yeah, um, thanks, Norma. the the uh, The Substack page is, by the way, in case you want, if you guys are on Substack, it's called Social Compost. And great question. And and the reality is, we are eating poison um, every single day of every year. We're eating more and more and more poison because big ag and big chem. Are killing us through big food and the whole distribution model that comes from 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 big food, which is run by big money. So you know if you've heard the show before, you know we're talking about BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, all those guys, and that that ties into the whole world banking system and the UN and and the global economy. And uh, in fact, it's the reason uh, I wrote the book, 100 Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change. It's, it's available on Amazon. If you haven't read it, I just have to say, um, it talks about how Big Chem has controlled gardening, even products that we think are natural and organic. Big Chem has a hand in them. So, you know, we really need to be aware of, of what we're buying. So... Regarding the, the food issue, I've been thinking more and more and more as I'm walking into supermarkets where I'm seeing just like poison food everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking about restaurants and going like, you know what, you and I really don't go out to restaurants anymore because where do you actually get organic food? Mm -hmm. And how do you know how your food's being prepared? And, you know, so... Most places are buying pesticide-sprayed food. Yep. And in this day and age, that blows my mind. Um, and I don't know why nobody's talking about this. So I've decided, you know, uh, I mean, our basic liberties, I see, uh, the right to clean food and water, the right to clean air, the right uh, to free speech, the right to shelter, and as Joe Strummer, you know, saying... And the right not to be killed, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, and know your rights. So 
I don't know why no one's protesting this injustice. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. So I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. You know, that's another thing is you, you talk about what protesting this would mean for the industry, which I found very interesting and never thought about it in that depth. I remember my permaculture teachers had a business where they taught farmers how to grow truly organically by removing the fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides, and implementing compost and compost teas and beneficial insects and more. And they since, they, you know, they moved to another state and are homesteaders now. And I feel the energy from farmers, though, is that they think they already know everything they need to know and that they've been doing it for years. And that's unfortunate for everyone because they're responsible for so many. And I feel it all starts there. But could you talk a little about what protesting for the whole industry would mean? Sure. Great question. So, I mean, first, to protest against this, we'd have to acknowledge that we're actually being poisoned. And we'd actually have to go to our um, to our senators, to our congresspeople, to our local stores even and say, hey, I'm not willing to shop here anymore because you're selling poison. And then that also means for the farmers who you mentioned, the farmers have to acknowledge then that how they've been taught and what they learned in big ag and what they're learning from their local county agricultural departments is toxic ways of growing and that they're using chemical fertilizers and then pesticides and herbicides and fungicides would get into the food stream and get into our guts, into our bodies. They'd have to acknowledge that. And that's a huge thing. Um, you just think about how much food is being sold every day all across the country. So I guess, you know, I guess what they're thinking is, well, pesticide sprayed kale isn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, like, like, what do you mean? To me, it's almost unthinkable mm-hmm. Yeah, what they're doing. Right. What right. they're doing in terms of by poisoning us, they're poisoning our whole, our bloodstream, mm-hmm. our guts. They're poisoning our minds. They're poisoning our ability to think rationally. And they're and they're just saying, like, here's food. Here's nutrition. Here's uh, basic, um, you know, uh, sustenance for you and all of you little peasants out there just need to eat poison and farmers don't think about what you're doing do what we tell you to do yeah grocers don't think about what you're selling you sell what we tell you to sell and that's how the system unfortunately today i see is working and so for us we're trying to create an awareness that we are being poisoned and it's time that we stop it now. If you're going to start growing your own food, you need to make sure you're growing in clean, healthy, 
biologically active soil that is real organic and non-GMO. How do you know how to tell the difference? Get your copy of A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change on Amazon and you'll see in detail the problems with the ingredients to watch out for in potting soils and even in composts. Pick up your copy today. So Randy, I've, you know, I've, I'm like over 50 now. I've seen the overall health decline in the population even before COVID. You know, mostly I saw a collective consciousness of people that have become more asleep, more that are taking prescription medications. There used to be very little. And people that are sick much more often. You, mm-hmm. you name some disorders skyrocketing across the globe. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so primary immunodeficiency disorders have reached all-time highs around the entire world. So all over the free world, all over the third world even, we're seeing immune deficiencies like never before. So researchers have found over 300 types of them. Uh, The problem is with these guys is the researchers work for Big Chem, Big Pharma, and they are researching to help find, in quotes, treatments, not cures, uh, that all of the immunocompromised can then go ahead and lead an enhanced life is how they describe it in all of their research and then what they're suggesting to do, which to me is insane. Again, like, oh, you're going to give me an enhanced form of life because I'm eating your poison and then you're poisoning me further with drugs and with, you know, pharmaceuticals and with medicine that's all based on this. The symptoms, this is this is something that blew my mind as I was looking further into, into this whole thing. The symptoms of immunodeficiency disorders look like this. Frequent and current pneumonia, bronchitis, sinus infection, ear infection, skin infection, infections and inflammation of internal organs, blood disorders, digestive issues, growth development issues in babies and children, arthritis, lupus, and diabetes. To me, and this is a study, uh, that was a really big study um, done by the Mayo Clinic. And to me, that sounds like everyone. Yeah, it sounds like everybody. Right? Like, oh, so if these symptoms of yeah. immunodeficiency are like everyone's got it, right? So, again, the scientists, as they look deeper, they're looking at, well, is it DNA? Is DNA causing this? Is it, is it hereditary, right? 
but they can't pinpoint it that it is hereditary. And to me, obviously, it's not hereditary. Once in a while, yes, there's certain things. But to me, if you're environmental and your ecological impact on your own body from toxins and poisons, it's massive. So here's what the Mayo Clinic says that we can all do as a preventative for immunodeficiency disorders. We can one, practice good hygiene, two, take care of our teeth, three, this is my favorite, eat right, four, exercise, five, get good sleep, and six, manage our stress. <laughs> Are they kidding? First off, how do you eat right when most of the conventional food that you buy at the market is sprayed with pesticides and herbicides? And fungicides. I'm pretty sure that eating food laced with chemicals is promoting a fairly healthy dose of stress on our bodies, our minds, and our souls. Aren't you? Yes. We are really buying poison. And something touched me deeply last year while I was on my first year of going raw. My mother, who was, of course, apprehensive about me doing that, sent me an article of a raw foodie in South America, I believe, who died from this type of diet. So I looked it up, and I found that she was not eating as much as I was at all. And I don't know if anything she was eating was organic. So I thought, wow, it's very dangerous to go raw these days and not eat organic. Imagine all the pesticides you'd be eating daily in your smoothies, green juices, and salads. Yikes. You mentioned a research paper from El Sevier in your article. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, and I've, you know, seen your transition onto the raw food, and that's such a huge thing because um, think about that. If you're eating all raw organic food, right? So mm -hmm. that that and um, and that a lot of it we grow, a lot of it we know where the food comes from that we don't grow, that we know the farmers. And um, but you have a person who wants to go onto a raw vegan diet, even a vegan or vegetarian diet. If mm -hmm. it's just not organic, yeah, you're just eating like a ton more pesticides. You are right. You so don't know what's worse, that or you know. Yeah, I mean, Some I mean, I mean, a, a, you know, a bag of Fritos every day, right? Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. So, in a re in that research paper, it was really interesting. Um, so, Elsevier, that it's a global information analytics company that helps institutions and professionals progress science, advance healthcare, and improve performance. That's what they're described as as a company. Mm -hmm. I looked them up okay. to see what do these guys do. Okay. Who, what, what gives them the right to write this report? So in their report, and why I was looking them up, because this is an ecological study on, on immunodiseases and pesticides. So they report that pesticides are chemical substances used to kill, and I'm quoting directly right now from their piece, unwanted fungi, weeds, and insects. In many countries, there is currently concern regarding the adverse effects of pesticides on health. It has been reported that pesticides may cause cancer, respiratory diseases, organ diseases, system failures, nervous system disorders, and asthma, which are closely connected with immune disorders. 
Therefore, this study reviewed the immunotoxicity of pesticides that are currently used or prohibited from being used, especially their effects on leukocytes such as T-cells, B-cells, NK-cells, macrophages, and these immune cells, they play crucial roles in the possible toxicological modes of action that induce oxidative stress, mitochondrial dysfunction, and endoplasmic reticulum stress in living organism. So that's pretty damning stuff. So if you're looking at what the Mayo Clinic was talking about in terms of what are the you know, what are the symptoms of these immune disorders? And then you look at what are the ecological impacts of pesticides on the human body. And they're talking about it literally affecting everything that the Mayo Clinic. So it corroborates exactly mm -hmm. with what they're talking about. You know, and so what, what blows me away is that you've got like the Mayo Clinic, right? Gets millions and millions and millions of dollars in donations and research grants and everything, do they really think that just going into a supermarket, you can go create a healthy diet? Are they, are they, are they so disconnected from this type of research mm -hmm. paper that they don't know that pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides are literally causing these immune diseases? Or in a more sinister concept, do they know and is the this multi-billion dollar farming and global ag industry connected to something deeper in terms of controlling the population controlling our diets controlling our thinking controlling our health amazing so <clears throat> we're going to talk about what we could do about this problem uh, you you know you you get into detail about a bunch of things that we could do uh, besides just the obvious of growing our own food. So we'll talk about that next. Have you been searching for a real organic and non-GMO soil mix to start your seeds in? One that has a clean, farm-made, biologically active humus component in it? Well, I use Boo's Beginnings Seed Starter from Malibu Compost. It has 25% of Boo's Blend Biodynamic Compost in it and is the perfect start for my organic and non-GMO seeds. Go to MalibuCompost.com to learn more about their seed starter and find your local store that carries Malibu compost on their store locator today. Welcome back to the final segment, everyone. 
And now we're going to look into the solutions and what we can do with this big problem that we're having right now. So most people don't know how easy it is to grow our own food and don't know how to get started. That's, of course, what we're getting at and what we should all be doing now. What are some other things we should be doing, Randy? Well, I think, I think really this is a call um, for awareness, okay? So every year the EWG, or the Environmental Working Group, puts out their dirty dozen. So we've, a lot of people have heard about this. They read it, they look at it, but then it's on to the next thing, right? So um, in their 2023 Shopper's Guide to Pesticides and Produce, so that's a really a thing, gang. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Um, they give a brief overview on pesticides. They actually had a Harvard research paper that these guys cite as saying, consuming fruits and vegetables with high levels of pesticide residues may lessen the benefits of eating those fruits and vegetables, as well as in the protection against cardiovascular disease and, from Harvard, mortality. <laughs> I mean, so... <laughs> Thanks, Harvard. Um, so some highlights of the dirty dozen testing. So more than 90% of the sample strawberries, apples, cherries, spinach, nectarines, and grapes tested positive for residue of two or more pesticides. A total of 210 pesticides were found on dirty dozen items. Over 50 different pesticides were detected on every type of crop on the That's list insane. except cherries. Is that just That's insane? A lot of people think, okay, there's just like one kind of pesticide or something, but you could never imagine no, or fathom no. that. So way. go go to the EWG guys, the Environmental Working Group, look them up, right? So here's the list. It's strawberries, spinach, kale, collards, and mustard greens, peaches, pears, nectarines, apples, grapes, and drum roll, please. Bell peppers and hot peppers. Now, isn't that terrific? Think about this. You go into a store or you go into a restaurant, right? How many times do we eat one of these things or two of these things or five of these things or all of them in one sitting, right? So Crazy. here we are, you know, and the medical professionals are prof are professing, hey, you need to have a healthy diet. Well, most people think if I eat strawberry, spinach, kale, collards, I'm doing pretty good. I'm eating a healthy nope. diet. You might be eating a chemical cocktail that is slowly mm -hmm. or quickly killing you. So, but the pesticide and herbicide toxicity isn't just confined to fruits and veggies. There's a whole other batch of poison on those big brand breads and cereals. To search your favorites, check out the glyphosate list that is compiled by the Center for Environmental Health. I mean, it's kind of bizarre because I thought glyphosate was just for weeds, right? But I guess Big Chem and Big Ag also think it's for bread. Uh, you know, so the Center for Environmental Health gives us a quick snapshot in their paper titled Glyphosate Pesticide Found in Popular Cereals. I mean, can you just think about what we've just talked about for a second here? The Dirty Dozen List, glyphosate in popular cereals. I mean, this is real. I mean, how, what are our representatives in government doing to live in a world that allows this, right? So... The paper tells us that glyphosate, it tells us what it is, 
and um, that corn, soybeans are commonly grown using Roundup. Well, if you've listened to this show, then you certainly know that's the case, right? Because we talk about it all the time. After hearing what I've just said to you, right? Like just like when, when I read this and I shared it with Norma, isn't this something like you want to do something about this, right? Like I had outrage about this stronger than just sitting here going, oh, that's horrible. Like, no, I need to do something. Silent outrage is not working. Mm -hmm. That inward, you know, you want to do something, then here's what you do. You don't ever, and I mean capital E-V-E-R, buy anything from any of the companies on the glyphosate cereal list ever again. You don't ever buy another conventional piece of fruit or produce in a market ever again. This is an excellent, and in my view, highly effective form of exercising your rights to protest. This one will hurt the global investment entities where it hurts in their pocketbook. So the people still have the power. They just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the other thing. The glyphosate goes beyond... Uh, just the cereals and the breads. It gets on Roundup-ready crops like corn, soy, alfalfa, but then it's also sprayed on almonds, apples, beans, lentils, chickpeas, which are garbanzos, peas, grapes, rice, and sunflowers that you get at the stores, the convenience store, everywhere. And they spray this glyphosate as a pre-harvest desiccant. And what that does is it is it is it stiffens everything up so you go ahead and cut it. So I mean, nothing to me says delicious and nutritious and healthy diet like a glyphosate sunflower butter pesticide grape jelly sandwich on glyphosate bread, right? I mean I hope you guys get this and I hope you guys decide to do something about it. So I think this is the most serious thing facing humanity besides clean, healthy drinking water. No food, no water, no pollinators, no healthy environment, no human. You know, the political battles that people want to fight and argue over, I think, pale in comparison to this systematic food poisoning of the population of Earth. I think it's time for us to unite. I think we can let the poison food rot in the store. I think we need to, as I said at the outset, write our representatives and telling them we're not going to buy this stuff anymore. And I think we also need to go to our local restaurants that we love and say, hey, we love you, but we're breaking up with you until you serve a real organic local farm fresh fare. We can also grow You know, if you don't have enough space, get involved into a community garden and make everybody grow real, organic, Mm -hmm. Mm non-GMO. Be that leader. Have classes there. Yeah, be the leader. And I know it sounds daunting and strenuous and even challenging, but I know we can do it. And maybe we all need to do this, gang, like our life depends on it, because in reality, it does. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Randy. See you next time. Thanks, Norma. Bye, everybody. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening. Thank you.